inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. You know why we're here? Because we're living live like it matters. Spencer and I have an appointment at uh, 11 o'clock Central Standard Time. Why? Because we know that our lives matter. We know that there are people out there that need encouragement, that need to be lifted up, that need to be exhorted, uh, not extorted. Uh, <laughs> we got a, a deep state and a deep state media uh, for that. So we got we got that. No, I didn't say extorted. I said exhorted. Look up the difference. Yeah. You know, we're so into so many classifications. My my son told me a joke that uh, gasp, had me gasping. He goes, Dad, what nationality, what heritage are we when we go to the bathroom? And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, this can't be good. Oh, no, this can't be good. He goes, what? He goes, Dad. What uh, what nationality? What what uh, um, is our heritage when we go to the bathroom? I'm like, uh, I don't know. He goes European. <laughs> Slow it down. European. See, oh man, 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 man. Is this thing on, Spencer? You got me on there, Sarah. You know, ladies and gentlemen, today uh, a little bit of uh, levity, if you will, because uh, you know we go deep on the show. Uh, you know, I used to have uh, John Berg used to. Um, produce my show if that's what you want to call it but uh john used to always put a lot of drops a lot of little silly things i used to say it's so important because i go deep and what happens is that humor that little levity if you will uh takes the edge off the seriousness of of what i'm talking about i I deal with some truth therapy here uh we get real uh and it was jesus said the truth will set you free but it was garfield who said but first it'll make you miserable maybe said uncomfortable but you got my point and the cool thing about understanding that we grow in our fear zone. See, we don't grow in our comfort zone. See, that's one of the big lies. And today we want to talk about that. Because I'm going to suggest that a lot of the problems we have facing us are, are really very similar in nature. They are. Uh, and I'm going to bring up some things because I like to lay out a case, a foundation. Uh, I'm a logical thinker. That's what this show is about. Uh, teaching people how to use their brains for something other than looking up porn or uh, hating people. You know, the level of hatred that's promoted nowadays in the name of uh, being against hatred is just stunning. And that's why we got to open our eyes, people. You know, Jesus said many times, you have eyes to see but do not see. You have ears to hear but do not hear. Uh, And, man, if you don't wake up soon, people, uh, there's going to be nothing to wake up to. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm coming with a diagnosis. It's Dr. Black in the house. And before anybody says anything, I am not a doctor. I just play one on weekends. So I just want you to know, I am not a doctor. I have so many people that call me Dr. Black, and that's very kind of you. But I am not a doctor. I'm just pretty smart. 
That's all. And you could be too. Because your brain is similar to my brain. Is it in, in it that it has unlimited plasticity? Uh, your brain never has to deteriorate. It never has to weaken. But atrophy says if you don't use it, you will lose it. And not by physically losing it, but losing the capacity to have it function at a higher level. And so today we're going to go through what's going on. Uh, America individually and collectively is in a crisis. Let's be honest. We've lost understanding of who we are. We've lost understanding of why we're here. We've lost understanding of where we're going. And we kick God out of our country. So we lost understanding of whose we are. See, in these existential questions, these, this existential questioning, if you will, allows us individually and corporately to have meaning and drive in our actions and our reactions. See, understanding a deeper why keeps a person, an organization, or a country on purpose, allowing for a purpose-driven life, a purpose-driven organization, a purpose-driven country. And so today, I want to identify and address the issue of existential. Because I, I really believe that not just in America as a country, I'm talking about the human race as a humanity, as a race. There's one race. It's called the human race. If you're going to separate into races, then I might go for two, the redeemed and the unredeemed. Otherwise, quit being such a racist. Racism is using skin color as a determining factor. Now, I don't like it being called a race. It's not a different race, but that's what we equate race to now because the big lie we bought into. But you got to understand uh, we are not different races. There is one race. It's called the human race. My skin color, or lack thereof, my lack of melatonin, melatonin, that's why I have white skin. And if someone has a melatonin, then they have black skin. The shape of someone's eyes, whether almond-shaped, like someone maybe of Asian descent, or rounder, that someone who's not of Asian descent, is a genetic code. A widow's peak, a balding forehead or a not balding forehead is a genetic code. Do you know the ability to roll your R's is a genetic code? And so we are 98.9% identical. We all come from the same God goo. So we are far more similar than we are different. But what today I want to focus on the similarity of human beings. And this is why we got to go to this word called existential. It's so critical, existential. Why? Because of etymology. See, this is not an opinion show. I'm not Sean Handy. I wish I was. I wish I had his money. I wish I had his fame. I wish I had his following. Man, I could change this world for God if I was Sean Handy. He does opinion. I'm not talking about opinion. Yeah, is, is uh, in all of our map of reality, is there opinion? Yes. Do we opine? Of course we do. Because no one responds to reality, we respond to our map of reality. No one's responding to what is going on. They're actually responding to what they believe is going on. And I've lived long enough and walked deep enough with tens of thousands of people to realize that what people think is going on and what is going on are two totally different things. And so you got to go etymologically. you got to go to the word. Because what people are doing, they're still in our dictionary. They're lying. And we're going to cover that today. How do you have a debate? How do you have an argument when you're b beginning with a false premise? 
You can never start a debate or an argument by accepting a false premise. And a lot of it is the words. We're all speaking the same language, but man, have we got some screwed up dictionaries. So the word existential combines two words, existence and essence. What is your essence? Why are you here? Don't you get it? This etymology tells us what an existential question is. It is a question concerning the essence of what it means to be you, what it means to be alive, what is the meaning of life, and now, ready for this, what is your meaning for your life? I'm not talking about what's true for you might not be true for me. Get beyond that. That's that's another interesting topic. Because I don't care who you are, whether you like or not, two plus two is four for you and for me. Whether you're in China, Russia, Middle East, whether you're using Eastern logic or Western logic, two plus two is four. It's true for everybody. What is the meaning of life? Who am I essentially? What is my true nature essence? What is my true identity? What is my greater purpose? How should I live my life? What is death? What happens when we die? Is there a God? And if so, what is his or her nature? In a world of moral ambiguity, a world of gray areas instead of moral black and whites, good versus evil, how do I make moral choices? How do I choose between two competing bad choices Or how do I choose between two competing good choices? Today, we're going existential on you. So you don't want to miss this. We'll be back in three minutes. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. Ready to go for another level of awareness? Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 30th through April 1st. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Your traditional water softener wastes water as if you ran a full washer for just a pair of socks. Commerce Wet Technology Softeners will save you water and salt. Save $400 when you trade in your old salt hog to Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. 
Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church, uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith, and that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night. You know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for, for me right yeah. now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's 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 really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. Okay. It's, 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 it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like It Matters' unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today after my radio show, I'm heading up to Minneapolis, heading up to Twin Cities. Uh, Going to start Team 244 tomorrow, Thursday, on the last, uh, actually second to last day of the month. So uh, go to likeitmatters.net. Uh, graduation is open to the public. It's on 3.30 on Saturday. Uh, it's right there on Mall of America. Just reach out and uh, uh, check on the website where graduation will be at. Uh, but it's uh, right downtown. I mean, right there by the Mall of America. It's pretty close to the airport everything. 3.30, you'll be out of there by 4.30, and you will be inspired. Today, we are talking about what's going on in America because, uh, man, uh, I've already put the good lady to rest uh, the old America no longer exists. The new progressive Joe Biden's America now is on the world stage. Uh, but again, uh, there's nothing to fret about because it is written. All you got to do is read the Bible. I've been reading the Bible, uh, geez, four decades, uh, earnestly, three decades probably, uh, eating it, living by it, craving it the last one decade. So it is written. It's all right there. I just didn't think it would get here so quick. I mean... What's upside is down, what's downside is up, what's right is wrong, what's weird is normal, what's normal is weird. I mean, when Isaiah said that, uh, and I'm reading it over and over, like, come on, when I read Revelation and see, like, all the uh, country in the world come against Israel, you say, where's America? How can this happen? America wouldn't let this happen. America, land of the free, home of the brave, it never happened. Like, oh, wow, where did America go? Wow, whoa. Whoa, if you can create a common enemy, it's no longer Russia, China, or nuclear weapons. It's now Donald Trump. And anybody who believes like Donald Trump, if you can make him a demon, if you can make all his people that follow him or believe like him enemies of the state, kind of like the Nazis did to the, to the Jews, boy, then you can encamp them. You can throw them in jail. You can kill them. You can be justified. Notice you're not looking about a lot of uh, Republican activist uh, candidates are being attacked, being murdered, and no one's talking about it. You don't hear about it. Boy, but if they were Democrats, you'd be hearing about it. But check it out. Just Google a little bit. You'll see what I'm talking about. Today we're talking about existential. I'm not talking about American. I'm talking about you and me because we are. Don't you get it? A country is nothing more than a whole bunch of communities. A community is nothing more than a whole bunch of people slash families. A family is no more than a whole bunch of people. It all comes down to people. This is why existential is important. Man, you know, there's a huge existential crisis in this world, in this country. 
And again, the word existential combines two words, existence and essence. In essence, it means why are you existing? What is the meaning of life? What is the meaning, the essence of existence? Who am I essentially? What is my true nature essence? What is my true identity? I'm reading these questions for a reason. It's just cut and paste. I just cut and paste this off uh, some website on 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 logotherapy. <laughs> See, to me, logotherapy and existentialism are the same. Now, when I'm talking about existential, I'm not talking about philosophy. You know, that philosophy of Descartes and all that. Matter of fact, I was telling some guy who was referred to me, some uh, gym guy in North Carolina, by one of my graduates who went through five or six years ago. And as soon as I said the word existential, uh, he couldn't get off the phone quick enough. Oh, you're uh, existential. You're teaching existential. Well, existentialism, what, what's the meaning for your existence? But all of a sudden, he took one word I said and went off like I'm some new age dude teaching people about philosophy. See, this is where you got to know words. I mean, people... Uh, jump off the gun. They're so insecure with their own beliefs that they can't even shut their mouth and listen. I was at a Bible study on Friday with one of my friends, Don No, and uh, he was going over some stuff, and a couple other people were talking and all that. And I was just taking notes and underlining things in the Bible and, and seeing things for the first time, even though I've read them a hundred times. And after about 20 minutes, he goes, Black, you okay? I, uh, you're not saying anything. I'm like, I can listen too. You know, I talk all the time. I talk on the radio. I talk in class. I talk uh, when I'm counseling. I'm talking when I'm coaching. I'm talking when I'm doing life caddy work. Uh, I can listen, too. What is my greater purpose? How should I live my life? What is death? What happens when we die? Is there a God? And if so, what is his or her nature? In a world of moral ambiguity, a world of gray areas instead of moral black and whites, good versus evil, how do I make moral choices? How do I choose between two competing bad choices? Look at all the talk about what happened in Tennessee. Look at how it's been used as hatred against Christians. Now, you got to get this. Here's an LGBTQ person who stored up guns, who had a manifesto who was mentally not all there, but you're not allowed to say that. So it can't be about this person because it's about this person. Then you got to question LGBTQT, and they're the protected class today. And so now what you do is you blame a woman who was raped for being raped. This is now the same thing. So now what we're doing is we're blaming the school. We're blaming what the school believed for why those three kids got killed and those three adults got killed. This is the twisted world we live in. This is why if you don't think there's an existential crisis, then you're part of the problem. Then you're not a Christian. You're not a follower of the God of the Bible, whatever. You know, most of us don't walk around every day asking these questions, right? Let's be honest. We just go about our day simply existing. But for nearly everyone, there will be times in our lives when the surface meaning is stripped away. And it's usually by a tragedy, a separation from those we love, our daily routines, from our normal identities. That's what's going on. We've lost who we are. What does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be an American? This is what's going on. And we didn't used to have this. And so I want to show you some things I brought up in the past and show you how it goes down to the human condition. You've got to understand the human condition. This is where we're in the existential crisis. We don't know who we are, and this tomorrow I'm going to go clearly into self-esteem. And please hear this. This is not some positive thinking, self-esteem type of thing. 
But self-esteem is important. Self-esteem is your subjective sense of overall personal worth or value. Similar self-respect. Why does that matter? Because we're teaching people now that it doesn't matter. What your needs are, what your wants are, what your plans are don't matter. What matters is the good of the whole. You get vaccinated to protect other people. You stay home to protect other people. You don't go to church to protect other people. Don't you see how it's been flipped? It's no longer about an individual. It's about what other people, whoever these people are, decide is what's the greater good. And the problem is we live in a country that wants nothing to do with the God of the Bible. And nothing to do with God's laws. And some of you seem to be okay because you think, boy, your connection to God is a personal matter. What book are you reading? No, it's not. We are called to go out and proclaim the gospel to the world. How do you get that that's personal? Where do you see personal that we're supposed to bring it to the ends of the earth? to every nation, to every tribe, to every tongue, to every, how is that personal? Where do you read in there, keep that to yourself? See, having healthy self-esteem can influence your motivation. See, this is the connection. Your mental well-being and your overall quality of life. If you think you don't matter, this is why, look at all the abortions, abortion on demand. And if a child is a burden to that child, we just offer it to Molech. That's what they used to do in the old days. If they needed a blessing, if they needed financial help, if they wanted the country to be blessed, they would just abort their child, whether they're alive or dead. I mean, alive or in the womb still. They're on their own or in the womb. They would give them to Molech. And God said clearly, anybody that worships one of these gods, you should be put to death. I, I, I mean, that's what it says pretty clearly. The Torah on several occasions commands the death penalty for anybody worshiping Baal, Molech, Ashtaroth. Tell the Israelites, anyone, whether an Israelite or an alien residing in Israel who gives any of his offspring to Molech shall be put to death. Let his fellow citizens stone him. I, God, myself, will turn against such a man and cut him off from the body of his people. For in giving his offspring to Molech, he has defiled my sanctuary and profaned my holy name. But yet today, we think we should abort children that have Down syndrome. You think if a mother doesn't want that child, it's better just to kill them. People celebrate abortions day. People have parties. People um, send out selfies, just had my abortion. Why does this matter? Because what happens is we start saying life does not matter. If you don't agree with everybody else, you do not matter. If you're white, you do not matter. Do you see what I'm saying? Why does that matter? Because it affects our individual self-esteem. Self-esteem impacts your decision-making process, your relationships, your emotional health, your overall well-being. It also influences motivation as people with a healthy, positive view of themselves understand their potential and may feel inspired to take on new challenges. See, keys of a healthy self-esteem, a firm understanding one's skills, the ability to maintain healthy relationships with others, realistic and appropriate personal expectations, and understanding of one's needs and the ability to express those needs. See, this is why it matters. Now, this show, that's the last I'm going to talk about self-esteem. This is not a show on self-esteem, but it is one of the existential questions. Who am I? Why am I here? See, that's the sense of self, and tomorrow I'm going to do an entire show on this. But that is one of the existential questions. It's also why am I here? It's also whose am I? It's also why do I get up each day, do what I do, go home, 
I do the next and do it again and again and again. What do I view as success? How do I know if I had a good week, a good day, a good month, a good year, a good life? What is my measuring stick? What is my Petri dish? What is the standard? And so after break, I want to show you, you've got to understand how you work. If you're in a car, you've got to understand how the car works. If you're in a tractor, you've got to understand how the tractor works. If you're using a chainsaw, you've got to understand how the chainsaw works. You've got to understand the human condition. You ought to understand our propensities, our, our proclivities, our tendencies, our patterns. So after the break, I'm going to give you a couple examples of how, if you don't know the human condition, then you have some existential problems. I'm Black, and we'll be right back. Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is March 30th through April 1st. Details at likeitmatters.net. It takes teamwork to stay safe on Minnesota roads during the winter. You can help. When you see snowplows at work, slow down. Slower speeds can save lives. Don't crowd the plow and leave plenty of space between yourself and other vehicles. Keep your headlights on to see and be seen. Avoid distractions and always stay alert behind the wheel. This message brought to you by the Minnesota Department of Transportation, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, and application. And by education, I am using Dr. Albert Einstein's definition. And Einstein's definition of education, and it matters because he's a pretty smart guy, was the training of the mind to think. It was not the memorization of sheer facts and figures. Matter of fact, uh, Einstein said, if you can't explain it to a six-year-old, then you don't know it good enough. You're not good enough. Matter of fact, what, what is, at age 26, he, he summed up the entire universe in five symbols. E equals MC squared. Now, most people don't know what the heck that means. But what they do know is it means a lot. And at 26 years old, Einstein rocked the world. And you know what got him to that point at five years old? He had a compass. And he was intrigued. Because when he moved, that needle magically moved with him. This force field. And he started questioning why. Why? What is this invisible field out there? this magnetic field, this thing that makes this thing move when I move. See, that's always been the basis of understanding. You ask questions. You get uncomfortable. You question everything. The Bible, you're supposed to challenge yourself, question yourself, see if you're still in the faith. There's nothing wrong with challenging the Bible. Dig deep. Figure it out. Go to the Masoretic text. Google something besides porn or uh, the dead. It's there. Find the answers. It's okay to question. question. Work with me. We'll question it together. Figure out the answers. I know. I know the one true God. I know that the Bible is the word of God. I believe every single word in that book. Whether you can explain it or not only encourages me to follow after that God even deeper. How do you put the Pacific Ocean in a Dasani water bottle? How do you take the the infinite or the uh, uh, the undefined, the unparadigmed. I mean, you can't put parameters on it. The infinite knowledge of God, preexistent being, and put it in this finite space called the human brain, this small little thing that's even great, don't get me wrong, but compared to God, it's different. And a lot of things in this country is different. What's different about America today is what we believe. And what I mean by that is who are we? Whose are we? Why are we here? It was Ronald Reagan that said we were like a, a light on a hill, that we're bringing light to other people. And light in a dark time is always equated to hope. That's, who I, that's what I grew up believing about America, that we were a light on a shining hill. But here's the thing. America's made up of human beings, just like Russia's made up of human beings, just like China's made up of human beings. And as a human creature, we got to understand how we work. There are three levels of existence, right? We have a physical plane. All things that are material live on the physical plane. But then there's a higher plane above that. It's a social, mental, conscious plane. That negates a lot of things, but it includes animals, men, women. But there is a third plane, 
and that's the spiritual plane. And just as the conscious mental separates the, the plant life from the animal life, the spiritual separates the animal life from man. It's another level. And so we have a body. It's a machine. It's not who you are. It's your dwelling place. It's your tabernacle. It's your vehicle. You got to know the rules, just like you got to know how a car works. When the light comes on, you got to know about tire pressure. You got to know about oil because there are rules for that car. And if you break the car, it go nowhere. Got my point? Told God, uh, man, I play that. I want to be around for the rapture. However, uh, if you keep me here, uh, please, I don't want to be in a war in a wheelchair. Uh, please uh, give my body the healing it needs, not for my own glory, but for your glory. And the one deal is if he doesn't take me out in a rapture is this. I just pray and I ask, Lord, Daddy, that my death is not as painful as my life. I think it's fair, right? <laughs> you know, I was coming across some things I'd pulled off the Internet decades ago when it first started, you know, when Al Gore first invented it. <laughs> and there's a great story. It says, the other day someone at a store in our town read that a methamphetamine lab had been found in an old farmhouse in the adjoining county, and he asked me a rhetorical question. Why didn't we have a drug problem when you and I were growing up? I replied that I, I did have a drug problem when I was young. I was drugged to church on Sunday morning. I was drugged to church for weddings and funerals. I was drugged to family reunions and community socials no matter the weather. I was drugged by my ears when I was disrespectful to adults. I was drugged to the woodshed when I disobeyed my parents told a lie, brought home a bad report card, did not speak with respect, spoke ill of the teacher or preacher, or if I didn't put forth my best effort in everything that was asked of me. I was drugged to the kitchen sink to have my mouth washed out with soap if I uttered a profanity. I was drugged out to pull weeds in mom's garden and flower beds and cocklebirds out of dad's fields. I was drugged to the homes of family, friends, and neighbors to help out some poor soul who had no one to mow the yard, repair the clothesline, or chop some firewood. And if my mother had ever known that I took a single dime as a tip for this kindness, she would have drugged me back to the woodshed. Those drugs are still in my veins, and they affect my behavior in everything I do, say, or think. They are stronger than cocaine, crack, or heroin. And if today's children had this kind of drug problem, America would be a better place. God bless the parents who drugged us. See, it's a human condition. There are three zones, comfort, fear, and panic. And here's the problem. Everybody wants to be comfortable. This is why God has the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Holy Spirit's job is to put a stick in our back and push us to step over that cliff, to take a chance, to step out in faith, to take a risk, to follow God, not our feelings, to walk by faith and not by sight, to believe what God says versus what our negative friend says, to believe what God says versus what our flesh says, to believe what God says versus Joe Biden in his deep state. You can listen to Joe Biden and the FBI and say, if you're a white Christian, that you're the biggest threat to this country, then if that's the case, then this is the country of Beelzebub. Because the only threat I pose to anybody is the Antichrist and anybody who's against my God. And it's not me who's going to do damage, it's the word of Christ. So you got to realize we're not here to be comfortable. 
Things die in their comfort zone. We get stale, stagnant. We put on weight. We get lazy. We talk about the good old days. We live through our children and make them go to every ball game, make them do all this stuff because we want to relive our youth through them. See, we got to get out of comfort zone. You know, the rest of your death to sleep, people. Right outside that zone called comfort is where you'll find fear. I can always give you fear's address. Fear is right outside your comfort zone. And once you realize that fear is a strong man, a straw man, he's not a strong man. You're the strong man. The only power that fear has is the power that you give it. It's not real. The body releases 63 known chemicals. And the majority of what causes the chemicals that our body releases is what we're thinking about. Fear. False evidence appearing real. It's a lie. Uh, I think it was Dr. Susan Jeffers years ago wrote a great book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways. Fear is nothing more than a chemical response to what you're thinking about, your breathing, your physiology, specifically your eye placement in relation to that physiology. It's just a chemical compound. It's anxiety. It's worry. It's doubt. It's confusion. And then cause the body to release chemicals that make you feel. But once you realize, as Dr. Susan Jeffers said, you can feel the fear and do it anyways, then everything changes. And once you function in that zone called fear for a while, guess what? It goes away. See, I brought up the titler cycle. We talked about this in democracy. And some of you hear politics. And what I want you to hear is human condition. Don't hear politics. Hear human condition. Because that's what it is. The Titler cycle basically says, it's by Scottish historian Alexander Titler, he says that all democracies, republics, whatever you want to call it, democracies in general, go through a sequence. You go from bondage to spiritual faith, from spiritual faith to courage, from courage to liberty, from liberty to abundance, from abundance to selfishness, from selfishness to complacency, from complacency to apathy, from apathy to dependence, and then you go right back to bondage, right? Bondage, because when you're dependent on someone, they control you. Remember how daddy used to say it? If you live under my house, you follow my rules. If you get my money, you do as I say. If I put money in your account and turn on your power and let you drive your electric car, then you will believe as I tell you. That was Joe Biden. See, why this works and why this has been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years, maybe, I don't know, how many hundreds, is not because of democracy, it's because of the human condition. This is what happens, we get comfortable. And once we get comfortable, we stop pushing, we stop stretching. It's a human condition. We get comfortable, number one, then we relax and we get lazy. And then we forget. See, the two greatest words, uh, commandments in the Bible, think about the Bible as an owner's manual, our manufacturer's manual. The two greatest commandments are to remember, and then number two is do not fear. See, this is because our, our, our creator knows how he made us. We've got to remember who we are. We've got to remember why we're here. This is why we forget. First, we get comfortable. Then we relax and get lazy. Then we forget. And that's why all democracies come to an end 200 plus years. doesn't matter their skin color. doesn't matter how economically sound they are. What matters is the human condition. And today, we're talking about it in a show we're calling Existential. I'm Black. We'll be right back.
Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Uh, yeah, I was I was raised in a church, uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith, and that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night, you know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for, for me right yeah. now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's, it's, it's really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. Okay. But it's, 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 it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like It Matters' unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Do you want to make a difference in your community? Volunteer with your local fire department. Operational and non-operational positions are available, and training is provided. Anyone can be a volunteer. You just need the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. When your community needs you, will you be there to answer the call? Learn more about volunteering at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. This is Scott B. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters and your host for Like It Matters Radio, calling all Leadership Awakening graduates. The time is now to raise the bar, to finish what you started. As a graduate of Leadership Awakening, you know how transformational awakening is. However, it's also incomplete. Leadership Adventure is about applying what you learned in Leadership Awakening. How do you take a team of leaders through the undulating line of life and success? Welcome to the second half of the Leadership Experience leadership adventure this is a fun class and is done in an outdoor adventure setting leadership awakening goes from 1 to 25 leadership adventure goes from 26 to 100 this is not leadership awakening a second time it is a whole new adventure that picks up right where you left off in leadership awakening if you're ready for the next level the time is now to register for leadership adventure march 2nd through 4th and april 9th through 11th details at likeitmatters.net Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. Uh, and I love talking to graduates. Hey, guys, or listeners, when you guys uh, text me, you know when I'm live on the radio, I cannot respond immediately. But, uh, yeah, I had some questions about when is the next class uh, in after this weekend in uh, Minneapolis. Uh, I will be going to Monterey, Mexico. I actually do training in Mexico as well. Uh, NIDEC Corporation, one of my clients I've had for 20 years, uh, is bringing me to Monterey, Mexico. So, uh uh, April 13th, I think it is, I'll be in Mexico teaching class. And then the following weekend, April 20th, we'll have Leadership Adventure, our second half. So all you Awakening graduates, get ready. We haven't done a, an adventure class in five years. We were supposed to do one a month ago. Uh, and then we had those terrible storms that were coming in, and we had to cancel it and reschedule it to the April 20th. So our next class in America 
awakening will be May 4th through 6th, May 4th through 6th in Dallas-Fort Worth, my home base. So go to likeitmatters.net. And today we're talking about existential. We got to know who we are and we got to know what's going on. You know, uh, everybody's speaking the same language, but we're using different dictionaries. And fifth generation warfare, look it up, is about perception and narrative. And they're fighting it well. I mean, the Democrats, the progressives, uh, Biden, I mean, they lie through their teeth. They have the state-run media now, so the media controls the narrative. And they have a deep state. I mean, when people say there's no deep state, I go, then go look at what is the uh, registered voter percentage in Washington, D.C., in Washington, D.C., by the way, is the highest percentage of black people in a community. Uh, I think it's somewhere around 60 percent. Uh, and the average, I think the population is about 14 percent, 60 percent. And here's it. Ready? 95 percent Democrat. Look it up. 95 percent registered Democrat. So for you to say there's no deep state, look at all the whistleblowers during Donald Trump. And now look at the lack of whistleblowers as we got one of the most corrupt presidencies in the history of our country. And when someone does come out, they're attacked, they're besmirched, uh, they're trashed. They actually get IRS agents showing up at their house like Matt Talibi when he's testifying in front of Congress. But some of you so want to be right that you won't look at the truth. And there's consequences. Choices have consequences. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy described the purpose of the bill. There's a new bill called the Parents' Bill of Rights. It's amazing. What a terrible bill, right, people? There's five pillars to ensure parents have the right to have a voice in their kids' education. We all know that's right, wrong. You have no right to have a voice in your kids' education. This is what Democrats believe. This is what they believe. And whether you're a Biden supporter or not, at least fess up to what he's doing. Come on. Denial's not a river in Egypt. So the, the, the Parents' Bill of Rights has five pillars. Ready for this? The right to know what's being taught in schools and then the reading material, the right to be heard, the right to see school budget and spending, the right to protect their child's privacy, and the right to be updated on any violent activity in school. That's what the Parents' Bill of Rights. Now, here's what Ocasio-Cortez said. This Democrat from New York who's just a, just a, a trash talker said, slammed this bill as targeting the LGBTQ youth and censoring racial content, telling Republicans to keep the culture wars out of the classrooms. See, this is what they're doing. They turned the classroom into the foundation of the culture war from the breeding ground. And notice what they say. They're accusing us of doing what they're doing. That's the oldest while in the devil's book. Conservatives pushed back when she said this. Here's her quote. You ready for this? When we talk about progressive values, I can say what my progressive value is, and that is freedom over fascism. Now, notice these words. She's saying she stands for freedom, and she's against fascism. So here's some uh, comments. Ready for this? So limiting government power in favor of individual rights is fascist. Good to know. How about this one? Uh, David Rubin put this, unhinged socialist doesn't know what fascism is and wants to cut genitals off children. See, fascism requires two things. Number one, a single party, which is what the Democrats want. Even the media is part of their uh, party now. Uh, And number two, controlling the narrative, controlling the media. Who's doing that? The Republicans sure aren't pushing for a single uh, party. Republicans sure don't control the media. So by definition, look it up. I mean, just look it up, people. By definition, which one's fascist? Joe Biden, Ocasio-Cortez? AOC thinks parents don't have the right to know if their children decide to change gender. AOC wants the nanny state to be in charge of our children. Parents have had enough of government outreach. And here's the perfect one. 
journalist Ian Miles Chong. Boy, sounds like a white nationalist, doesn't it, Mr. Chong? Boy, that's the name of a white nationalist if you ever heard one, right? Breaking, bartender doesn't know the meaning of words. And really, that's the problem. Why does this matter? Because it's the human condition. You got, this is what we're talking about, existential. The Bible says the human heart is wicked. If you understand the logical levels, there are six levels. Spirit, identity, values and beliefs, capabilities, uh, behavior and environment. And the key is change from the top down. You cannot solve a problem at the same level it was created at. That's Albert Einstein, a lot smarter than you or I. He said that. And the logical levels tell you that if the problem is man and we are the problem, then the solution cannot be man. The solution must be the next level above man, and that is spirit. Now, whatever you believe that to be, that's what you'll be held to account for someday when you stand before God, because that's who that spirit is. And so you got to understand, this is the human condition, hypocrisy. We're better than everybody else. It's called self-righteous. And then we play God. We make God in our image. If I were God, these people who don't even believe in God make God in their image and then mock people of the word. It's the human condition. This is what I'm telling you. This is the existential dilemma. How about this one? Pentagon official forced to read anti-white statements from its diversity chief. Now, this person's in charge of diversity, and she is the biggest racist ever. Her name's Chief Kalisa Wing, DEI chief. She is teaching our soldiers and people in the military, the Pentagon, all that, how to be hateful. So Gil Cisneros, who is the head of that department, was forced to read these questions or these statements. Cisneros read the post verbatim at the hearing. This is one of the posts he had to read from his inclusion specialist. This is the person in charge of all inclusion. Cisneros read this word for word, so exhausted at the white folks in these PD sessions. This lady actually had the caudacity. So look, she's even making up racist words to insult white people. The caudacity to say black people can be racist too. I had to stop this session and give the care in the business. We are not the majority. We don't have power. So it's amazing. She's controlling 60,000 people, what they believe. She has no power. And we all know Barack Obama, since he's black, had no power either course the most powerful man in the world and we all know that Clarence Thomas he's black he has absolutely no power at all and we know that Washington DC chief of police is black and they have absolutely no power at all but just to arrest you to destroy your thing and we all know I mean do you see how crazy this is what is the definition of ageism ageism is using age as a determining factor What's the different what's the definition of sexism? Sexism is using sex, someone's sex, to determine whether you want to hire them for a job or if they're good enough for a job. What is ableism? Ableism is using someone's physical ability. Remember, John Fetterman, you little ableist, don't you tell me he can't do that job. Don't you tell me that he doesn't have a right to the job. You're just attacking him because he has a stroke. So you elected a guy who's been in the hospital since he was elected because ableism, right? You use his ability to do his job. How dare you as a determining factor whether you would vote for him or not? And so if that's what sexism is, if that's what ageism is, and that's what ableism is, none of those have anything to do with power because it's made up. It's a lie. Ra- racism, using race 
as the determining factor. And because we only have one race, it's a lie anyways, but I would say it's skin color. Isn't amazing? So Matt Gates asked, I would like to go back to the tweets of the racist person that works for you. And by the way, this person's in, jar- in charge of inclusivity. She's the inclusivity director. Everybody's included except if you're white. Shut up. Now, you switch skin colors on anything I just said, and it is the most racist statement. Guess what? It's racist. We are okay with racism in this country. This is why we've lost who we are. Dr. King's dream was not to be judged by choices that were not there. And now today, the uh, now we're told that black people are better and white people are inferior. We're told that black people are victims and white people are persecutors. My little eight-year-old boy is doomed to failure because he was born white. You really want – how would – if I said that to a person of color, how would you feel? Your life sucks because you're born with skin color, and I've done – it's just stunning. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to go back to the basics. we got to remember who we are. we got to use our brains for something else than looking at porn or hating people. I was reading about the Silva mind control. Great concept, tapping the unconscious. But here's the problem. His intent was once the mind is projected, the person can allegedly view distant objects or locations and connect with higher intelligence for guidance. See, it's not only what we're doing, why we're doing it. That's why life has a series of continuums, conundrums. When you go too far one way, you wind up on the opposite side. It's a crisis of existential making. You are under construction on Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. It took a panicked run on a major bank to lead to the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history. And Moody's just downgraded the entire U.S. banking system from stable to negative. Just a reminder why many people diversify their portfolios with something tangible, something that doesn't need bailing out, something that can't vanish into thin air. Learn the truth in Swiss America's shocking report, The Secret War on Cash. This all-out war against cash is a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-630-1495. That's 800-630-1495. This all-out war on cash, digital forms of currency, too, is growing daily. So please get and read The Secret War on Cash, free to Salem listeners by calling or texting now at 800-630-1495. Make sure you mention Salem when you call or text 800-630-1495.